It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And we have no one here today, Jeremy. It's just you and me. That's a scary Nobody loves thought. us. That's a scary <laughs> thought right now. Just oh. the two of us getting to getting to mess with each other all all, all hour long. This is going to be fun. Just the two of us. We can make it. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I can't do that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, just uh, tell everybody thank you so much for joining us today on the Navarro Miller Report. A lot of stuff happened this weekend, actually, Jeremy. Uh, but before we get into all that, got to go ahead and start off traditionally with a couple of TikTok videos. Let's I love see. getting I love getting your reactions on some of this because, well, it's it's the type of thing that that basically, man, it's just it's it's crazy and i don't know I'm, I'm i'm assuming this might be the one but has this ever happened to you while shaving one by says she'll be there into minutes but you forgot to shave <laughs> i mean <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I've taken a nick <laughs> once or twice. I swear <laughs> that reminds what am I going to lie? <laughs> <laughs> but not the whole thing off, you know, you didn't, you didn't oh, circumcise. No, 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 no. Those no, are some no. sharp clippers the guy was using, but apparently. <laughs> I have received a nick once or twice. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It was tough. It was tough. No, it was, it was, you know, that reminds me when I, heard, when I heard the thump. It just reminds me of that episode of Friends where Joey was uh, trying to do this one uh, part for, for a movie. But he had to be an original Catholic Italian guy. And, and back in those days, he said that they didn't. they had a turtleneck. They were not circumcised. So he has Monica do a bunch of different types of attachments down there because he's fully circumcised and asked her to do a bunch of attachments down there. And then when, when it came time to show his junk to the director, he's like, he's like, see, there you are. It's a hundred percent me. All of a sudden you hear a thump <laughs> fall on the ground. And then he looks at the director. He's like, that, that, that's never happened before. <laughs> There's an episode of Friends I'm glad I missed. Um, I swear, I was crying laughing when I saw that. God, it was hilarious. But, yeah. <laughs> I had to share that one. But, in well, essence... For sharing, really. Yeah, you're very welcome for that. Great memories. <laughs> we have another one coming up right here. And this is something that I like to call couples goals when you're trying to motivate somebody. Like, for example, I speak Spanish. So if I'm trying to motivate a uh, significant other to speak Spanish, I think this is the best way to do it. Okay, Liv, I'm only speaking Spanish, and if you don't know what I'm saying, you're getting sprayed. What? Why do you have a... What? Solamente en español. Wait, say it slower. Español. Spanish. Yes. Tú tienes que manejar. What? Manejar? Car. Riding in the car. You have to... <laughs> <laughs> manejar. No, Oh, gosh, that was bad. <laughs> Necesitamos plátanos. Hold on. 
No. We need bananas. Yes. <laughs> wow, good job. Necesitamos verduras. Verduras? <laughs> verduras. Wait, I can't see your lips. Verduras. Verduras? <laughs> no sé. No verduras. Sé. Verduras. <laughs> no sé. Como pepino. Pepino. <laughs> Pepsi? Necesitamos pan. We need a pan. Don't. No. I got it right. No, you pan. didn't. Necesitamos we pan. We need a pan. Pan. Don't. Pan. 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 <laughs> Pan! 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 <laughs> pan! Again, are you trying to get me killed? You know <laughs> this would not fly. We'll see, but I mean, see, the thing is that you would have to learn Joni's, you know, heritage language. She doesn't have to learn. She already she'd knows have, yours. She'd have, she'd have to learn it first. <laughs> <laughs> she'd have to learn it first. <laughs> Tagalog's hard, man. Her mom never taught her Tagalog, so... Uh... I only know one bad word in Tagalog. I only know one, and that's it. Probably not appropriate here. I'm not going to say it. I just said I know one. I'm not, I didn't say I was going to say what the word was. But, um, yeah, that's always fun. I mean, I, I think that if uh, if I were to date somebody or if I was in a long-term relationship, I probably would use that as motive, as a motivator. Like, no, 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 en español, en español, dímelo en español. You know, I mean, <laughs> I might do that. A short-lived relationship, in my opinion. <laughs> Joni, Joni's on the line, and she's like, I would dump a bucket of water back. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> she escalates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can I can definitely see that. Now this other this other uh, TikToker that I love, this guy, he does impressions, and his impressions are so freaking spot on. They're scary how good they are, and I I, I can't even describe it. Just take a wild guess who's who's he who he's impersonating. Look, little bit of salt and pepper. Okay, now oil it up. Beautifully. Slap that steak. Slap the steak. Punch it a few times, you know? Throw, you know, throw some elbows in there. We don't. Slap that steak, okay. God, I'll harm the meat. Come on, Galu. You fucking That's rat. That's a beautiful cut of meat. I'm not going to start slapping it, okay? Like it's fucking Jose Aldo's head off the fucking canvas, okay? Take that fucking steak, ew. Young man, don't slap that cut of meat. That beautiful cut of I'm meat. I'm ready to bury my fucking elbow straight in that steak, yeah? Yeah, a little rat. Listen, young man. Okay. You know, I'm very much ready to bury my shimmel in, in that stage. You know what I mean? So, what are you doing? I'm, I'm looking forward to a good for you. Look. Listen. Now, take a wild guess. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> and Conor McGregor. <laughs> he did a really good job. He did a very good job. It was uh, pretty easy to see, and that was that was quite amusing. Oh my God! I said, I, I I'm telling you, TikTok is probably one of the like it's a secret gem for so many talented people it's not even funny and it's just so unfortunate that right now they're going through a lawsuit because i just got something actually in my tiktok today saying that i qualify for a class action lawsuit because apparently they sold uh some sort of information now the lawsuit hasn't been uh hasn't been uh uh established just yet or the judge hasn't actually ruled or anything in favor or against just yet but the lawsuit itself has been established and they are going to go to court against uh tiktok for i guess selling you know uh, private information or i don't know what's going on with that right now i got into my tiktok many users uh got this message in their tiktok so if you have tiktok go check it out uh it should be in your message board and it'll explain to you if you were if you had been using tiktok before september of this year you are entitled to a possible set uh, cash settlement if they decide to settle if they actually find them guilty of this type of uh action so you know, Jeremy, your conspiracy theories it was correct not to use TikTok. <laughs> don't lump me in there. It would be, no, don't you do that to me. I don't have time for TikTok. I have enough social media stuff that sucks up my time. Please. You have enough social media stuff that you don't even more. do. Come on. You're right at the moment. But again, <laughs> I don't need to add more. That was my yeah. reasoning. It had folks, nothing to do with any conspiracy theory, my folks. Friend. We will get him on TikTok one way or the other. Mark my words, it will happen. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, yes, sir. Why not? Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to go ahead and join the TikTok brigade. I don't know. You're brigade. are you already you're already part of the sandal squad with me. Yeah. So, so you know, I don't need another brigade. Thanks. That's true. Well, no, this, that that's not a brigade. That's a squad. You know, you and I were part of the sandal squad. Okay, so we're 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 in that one already. <laughs> okay, we're getting we're getting it's getting crazy up in here. So we got to move on to our top story. Actually, right now that's uh, that's uh, in the news. Marilyn Manson is allegedly locking women in a soundproof room. Now, more accusers have come out. Obviously, we know that Marilyn Manson has been accused of, uh, of a lot of, uh, of pretty much sexual you know, misconduct and such and things like that. Uh, and at this point, it seems like more, uh, more, um, more accusers are coming out via TMZ. More accusers are coming out uh, and saying that they would actually be punished if they, were, if they went out of line with Marilyn. And they would put... They would put they would be put in a soundproof room locked in there if they were quote bad girls uh and he actually would call this room i think the bad girl room something like that something that he actually talked about in past interviews where many people didn't really believe that this was actually true but come on it's marilyn manson i mean you can't really i mean the guy masturbated with a with a crucifix or a bible i forgot which one it was i mean nothing nothing really gets no, there's nothing this guy can say or do that doesn't surprise me nor in my opinion can it surprise anybody that dates this guy now obviously this guy m may be a part of the snm scene i don't know but it wouldn't surprise me if he is and some like in that i guess in that in that uh type of um lifestyle a lot of women they tend to like getting whipped and spanked etc etc so this might be something else that he thought, hey, this maybe women might like this. I don't know. But now they're saying because nobody actually really saw him put anybody in that room. But now there are accusers coming out saying that they have that they that he has put women in that room. My thing is, could this be true or is this something that these accusers are using via past interviews that he had given about this room saying, hey, maybe we could go ahead and use this against him, too. I don't know. I mean, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? There's always a possibility that people are making things up and using whatever material they can get to, you know, do that. But I tend to lean on the side of the accusers when things pile up over and over and over and over and over. Um, you know, after the first one, maybe the benefit of the doubt. After the second one, maybe the benefit, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. as it happens more and more, I think that benefit of the doubt becomes a little less uh, plausible. Um, and yes, how can you be shocked that anything this man does would be atrocious? I mean, mm -hmm. he's been very open about that. But at the same time, if he has behind closed doors mis misled them about those things, made it seem as if, oh, you know, that's all talk or whatever, and then is is treating him in this way, that's a problem. You know, in the S&M community, it's a agreed upon relationship. If these mm -hmm. women did not agree on these punishments and on these this type of relationship, then that's a very much a problem. So um, as the facts come out, we'll see. But it sounds at the moment like a classic he said, she said, unless they have people who are willing to corroborate, um, you know, the fact that these women were put in this room or any of the other charges or allegations, sorry, that have been brought against him. I, it's, it's a classic Hollywood, you know, he said, she said. And I, I don't know if we'll ever find out the 100% the truth. I mean, this is and this but is again, all. again, like you said, nothing that this guy does would ever shock me. I exactly. mean, not a thing. There isn't a thing he could do. Say, if, if you came out and told me the worst thing you could possibly come up with, I'd be like, that makes sense. I mean, it, it and that's and that's the thing about him. It's like it's there's an old saying in Spanish called this that says "cría fama y acuesta a dormir," which in English it's translated loosely translated to "cry fame." And go to sleep. In other words, you know, I mean, you make your bed, you sleep in it type. That's pretty much what the translation is, if you want to get technical. Mm -hmm. uh, but Marilyn Manson, he has made his own bed. 
in this case because he's done very outlandish, very unorthodox. Type. He, he leads an outlandish, unorthodox lifestyle. So it doesn't really surprise anybody that he would actually do something like this or have a room like this. I mean, it's so crazy because it also says... Uh, it discusses in Rolling Stone, this is via TMZ, it says, quote, his apartment itself is also discussed by Rolling Stone, described by some of the folks they interviewed as a meat locker or a black refrigerator because he apparently kept the place super dark at all times and the temperature no higher than 65 degrees. I mean, when you're Satan spawn, you need to cool off everyone's i mean you know that's my opinion i mean he wants to stay cool he was in hell the entire time so he needs to cool off or at least maybe you know gain some credit in cooling off when he goes to hell maybe that's what i was i'm (laughs) maybe he's just looking for a break before he gets back i'm not sure Oh my god, this is just terrible. <laughs> We're just horrible people to this I, guy. I don't I don't know what to do with that. I mean, seriously, nothing about this can sh- about him shocks me. I don't want to make yeah. it seem like I'm saying, you know, the women should have known better. It's not that type of situation at all. But you have to go into it with your eyes open. Now, if he misled them, that's a different story. And again, we don't know. We do not know any of the ins and outs. True. Um I, I have friends. I have uh, people I've known for a long time who are in the SM lifestyle. And I'm telling you right now, it is a relationship. It's a contract. It's a, there's an understanding of boundaries and different yeah. stuff. So well, it if, was like... they, if they're not participating in it, if he's the only participant, that's a very big problem. Well, I mean, look at look at it this way. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, the book, it's pretty much a manual of what that lifestyle is like. And it has to be a consent via two adults that they say, I'm OK with you treating me like this. I'm OK with you doing this, that. And the other. It has to be, like you said, consent between two people. And here's another thing you got. He dated Rose McGowan. Now, Rose McGowan is the leader of the Me Too movement and from what I understand, I, I don't know if, I don't know, maybe somebody could correct me, I don't know. She hasn't come forward and accused Marilyn of anything, and she dated him for a very long time. So if she hasn't accused him of anything, that makes me think, well, are these women looking for a payday? I mean, I'm not trying to say that there's that they're, that they're lying or anything, because we really don't know, but... I mean, I'm just looking at it from the point of view of Rose McGowan, a person that is leading the Me Too movement, a person that started this movement for women's uh, for women to speak up against, you know, these sexual predators. And right now, Marilyn Manson is in that circle of sexual predators, according to these women, allegedly. So I'm just I'm confused right now. I mean, I I don't know. I'm confused. Should I be confused? (laughs) I can't I can't speculate on why she may or may not have, you know, spoken up. I don't know what their relationship was like, except to know that they were together for quite some time. Um, so I, I don't know why she would or wouldn't comment. Um, again, if they had a mutual and consensual relationship, it would make no sense for her to comment on anybody else's relationship with him until the facts begin to come out. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, I, 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 there's nothing there for me to say with her. Yeah. Um, they had a they had a relationship. She, as far as I know, as like you said, has not made any grand statement that he, you know, was in any way inappropriate with her during their relationship like that. So I, I have no clue what, again, that still doesn't lead me. That doesn't close off the possibility of him having still done this with other, you know, other women against their will. Um, just because you were a nice guy once doesn't mean you still are. So true, true. Um, it it doesn't lead me to feel anyway. I think we're gonna have to wait till some facts start coming out. Hopefully, they will, so we know one way or the other. And either he can put it behind him, or these women can get some, you know, amount of just you know justice. We'll have to see how it plays out. Agreed, agreed. But for right now, it seems that Marilyn's got his hands full and. Maybe even the room full. I don't know. In other news. <laughs> that was bad. I know. I know. Uh, in other news, Jeremy, you uh, have a story about a moron that is about to get caught. This is a f- actually funny when you told me about it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, in 
Wrexham in in Great Britain. Wrexham. Yeah. Did Wrexham. he? Did he? Do you know him? Didn't know. In Wrexham, there is an AstraZeneca plant which was shut down in January because of a a false bomb, a bomb scare, mm-hmm. and a gentleman actually sent a false bomb with working parts and whatever else there to shut it down. Apparently, he has an obsession with the COVID nineteen uh, vaccine and its evils or something. So he wanted to disrupt production and he sent it mm-hmm. well it got a military response they x they x-rayed it to make sure you know what it was they saw working parts batteries wires so they they exploded it and going through the remnants after the explosion they found paperwork with this moron's name and address on it so He's going to be getting a visit very soon from British authorities and uh, will probably be going to jail for a very, very long time. That almost I almost want to say that that uh, Jeff Dunham's Ahmed was the one behind all this. (laughs) 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 It would have made more sense if he actually did that. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a smooth move. Apparently there were a bunch of papers in there. And I don't know if it was to fill it up or what it was, but one of the papers apparently, yes, had his uh, his name and his address on them. <laughs> did, did, did one of the papers read, silence, I kill you? <laughs> you know, funny enough, that's actually, that's how the um, my stalker got caught. Are you serious? He wrote me a 50-something page handwritten, like, life story biography manifesto type thing where he i mean he talked about some horrific shit he wanted to do to me and the other child stars he was stalking and um yeah when he mailed it he put his name and his real name and address on it he had always used you know different names he'd always use this uh these weird names and this time Jeez. yeah it had his real address and uh the fbi and the head of warner brothers security showed up on his doorstep that's wow. how he got caught. I swear, it's like when criminals are stupid should be the next uh, show. You know, it's like I've seen the whole yeah. like stupid criminals or whatever. This it's is a running pretty- line in Blue Bloods. It's one of Frank Reagan's, you know, Tom Selleck's character's favorite sayings is we don't catch the smart ones. <laughs> that's for damn sure. And it's, you know, I mean, it's whenever somebody does something that stupid on the show, he just kind of looks up. He's like, "Well, we don't often catch the smart ones." I gotta, you know, I gotta watch that show. I saw you've been telling you, me about you this. Check it out. You've been telling show. me about this show for the long summer. I really, I gotta, I gotta watch this show. Like, it's been, it's been like I've been very curious about it. I just haven't sat down because I've had so many other shows that I like. I've been kind of. Uh, binge watching shows that went off the air that, that their season was over and I wait for that until the season's over and then I start binge watching everything else and then by the time I'm done with that another show that just ended their season started I gotta binge watch those too so nice. it, it's the constant struggle with me I know the, the struggle pattern. is real yeah the struggle is real I can't I can't help it but anyways anyway. in, a, in other in other uh, entertainment news Mel Gibson to direct Lethal Weapon 5 yes Another wait. lethal weapon is coming out. Wait, wasn't he canceled? What's the uh, cancel culture? <laughs> no one's canceled. What's the matter? No, 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 no. He technically, he, he, well, hold on. Technically, when he had that whole issue with the uh, anti Semitic, Semitic uh, things that happened, everything, mm-hmm. cancel culture hadn't existed yet. So he's grandfathered in. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> to the non-canceled part of the cancel culture. Sorry, I, I was just wondering. No, you know my opinion on that stuff, man. It, cancel culture doesn't exist. You know, people get, you know, they take a, a month-long hiatus while they figure out how they're going to, you know, smooth over their PR and what they're going to do now. And then they go back to work. It just, it's, you know and how I feel about that. And that's but how anyway. it goes. And uh, on the stream, Jeff Schaefer just expressed how happy he is. He's like, yes, it's about time. Leave the weapon. Now, Jeff, let me explain what happened. So, Lethal Weapon was supposed to actually come out a few years ago. But unfortunately, uh, uh, the the director, Jeffrey Dahmer, passed away at the age of 91. And the project was actually shelved. So, they didn't move forward with that project. They had many writers come in. There were many versions of it. But unfortunately, nothing, nothing ever came of it. Now, Mel Gibson came in and he actually uh, did an interview in the United Kingdom. And he basically talked about how uh, Dahmer wanted him to take over 
uh, the project, and he actually told him, which is it, it was almost like he was he was uh, he he was like pretty much calling it what was going to happen to him in in due time. And he went ahead and he said, and he said, uh, this is uh, this is on, on the Hollywood Reporter dot com. It says, quote, according to London's The Sun, which covered the event, Gibson said Donner was developing the screenplay and he got pretty far along with it. And he said to me one day, listen, kid, if I kick the bucket, you will do it. And I said, shut up. He did indeed pass away, but he did ask me to do it at the at the time. I didn't say anything. He said it to his wife and to the studio and the producers. So I will, so I will be directing the fifth one. So this was, in essence, Donner's uh, uh, Donner's uh, final re final request was for Gibson to go ahead and finish uh, finish the Lethal Weapon franchise. Uh, my curiosity is <laughs> that old saying. I'm getting too old for this shit. They're old now. <laughs> Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, they are really old now. So it'll be interesting for them to really use that. I'm curious. I'm wondering if it's going to be their kids that are going to be taking over the mantle or. I don't know where no they idea. go at this point. It'll be interesting. Um, let me make a quick correction here. Mm -hmm. Um it's Richard Donner. I'm sorry, Richard Donner. I keep on getting Jeffrey, Jeffrey Donner sounds an awful lot like. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, cannibal. But uh, so let's let's get that right. I keep Richard on getting Donner them. I always anyone. get them both mixed up. All right. So Richard Donner never ate anyone, as far as we know. Yes, <laughs> so, he did not. He did not. My he my was mistake. A wonderful action director. Yes, he but, was. <laughs> um, it it makes sense that Mel would would direct this and that Richard would want him to. Correct. I mean, it's it's. Mel and and Danny, of course, were the you know the cornerstones of this entire franchise, and Mel, of course, had taken on directing and had become by that time a you know very successful director. It makes sense that he would want him to continue this on, and if it's coming from, I mean, if the if the studio knew about it and if Donner's wife knew about it, then of course they're going to want to back him up. They're going to want to honor that last request, and they're going to support Mel in getting this made. Yeah, and and I think who better, you know, I mean, to go ahead and direct this, but somebody that had been in all four of them already. He knows the terrain. He knows where the story goes. He knows, he he knows who these characters are. I mean, this these characters are the ones that made him. Uh, before that, I mean, uh, Mel Gibson was an Australian sensation, uh, doing things like Thunderdome and and Mad Max and things like that, and then he came over here. And this is the actual movie that gave him his superstardom here in the States, you know, and he did an incredible job with it. I mean, I, it's so fun, too, because I didn't even know the guy was Australian until they said he's Australian. I was like, he is? <laughs> he does. He knows how to hide that accent very well. Most people didn't. And uh, it shocked the heck out of me because um, they actually filmed Lethal Weapon 2 on the same lot that we filmed Growing Pains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, it's Warner Brothers picture. Yeah, so we filmed on the ranch, and they filmed a lot of their exterior stuff there. So we got a chance to meet Mel. Uh, Tracy, of course, was completely smitten with him. So Kirk and I ran over there and made him come back and embarrass her and say hi. And all of a sudden, he starts talking, and he's got this heavy Australian accent. And nice. Like, um, okay, Mr. Gibson, where'd that come from? You're like... You're you are from you are Mel Gibson, right? <laughs> yeah, but it was awesome, and I, it was it was a great experience as a kid to get to watch them film the second one. I actually got to be on set on the street when nice. they blew the toilet out of the roof. <laughs> nice. I was that wearing a bomb cool. vest, you know, and everything with the guys, and got to watch them do it. So that was really a cool experience getting to watch them. And I love Lethal Weapon, so I'm excited to see what they do with this. I'm, I'm curious, really excited to see you know kind of where they go. I hope they do it justice. Um, but it makes sense that Mel would direct this, uh, you know, this installment. Absolutely. I mean, there definitely would not be a lethal weapon without Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. There, there can't be. They're, they have, they are, they make the best team, and they just—they're amazing. With they play very well off of one another. So th this I never really thought good. I'd see a buddy cop duo that I liked more than Nolte and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Until I until I saw Mel Gibson and Danny Glover playing, you know, in Lethal Weapon. So very true, man. I, I'm looking forward to see how they end it, how they end the saga of Lethal Weapon. Uh, like like you, I'm a fan too. I have all four movies. They never disappointed. 
it's like you always want to think that the sequel's worse than the first one or, or is going to be bad because the first one was good. All four of them were great. Like, I loved all four of them. I, I Personally, I loved all four of them. You know, um, they had great storylines behind every single one of them. And they were just, they, they were doing something new in each movie. Yeah, they were bringing back some of the old antics, but they were doing something new. And that's what had me coming back to see what they were doing. Three, that was all. I, I enjoyed the rest of them a lot. Three, I struggled I, in getting into. I actually loved three because, I mean, they introduced Renee Russo in part three. I mean, and I love that she was like a female. Well, and she was a female version of Riggs, you know, <laughs> and that's what I love that he finally met his Tell match. The truth. We were just not for. Her. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? Renee Russo is freaking gorgeous. She's <laughs> one sexy woman. I'm telling you that right now, Renee. Call me. <laughs> you can hide me oh, in the closet. I'm okay. Oh, <laughs> Joe, run, Renee, run. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, page 51. No. Um... <laughs> oh, where's our guest? We, we're going off the rails. <laughs> um, on the stream, Joe is saying, wonder if Joe Pesci will be there. Joe's really like he's really old at this point. I, that's going to be a tough one for Joe. I mean, he's up there in age. Like, what he's in his close to nineties now, right? I believe so. I don't know his exact age, but I do know that he, you know, is not. <clears throat> I know he's not, you know, looking for projects and stuff right now. Not looking to work a lot. Uh, he's had health issues because you know age related, and so that would be a tough one. I mean, again, you're talking about an action film. Yeah. So, I mean, short of a cameo, what could he do physically? What could well, he be a part of? Well, Pesci, Pesci wasn't really an action, the action one in any of the movies. I mean, yeah, he got shot once. Well, he, in part he ran around two, after them a lot. He, you he know, did. Was, he, he was did. around the action. So he did. I just don't, I mean, like I said, short of a cameo, I'm not sure how they could work him in. But again, that's why you know people smarter than me are getting paid a lot of money to put this together <laughs> um, no and the, the other thing too is that is that i he he did do the re, the most recent movie he did was with that all-star cast and that netflix original the movie the irishman he was in that one and he did a great job in that one so he still has it but but that was like what three or four years ago no that was that was more wasn't it it was like five six years ago the irishman when they no, actually like, filmed it I think it was three or four years ago now. Yeah, so it was, it was released yeah. like three years or two years ago. Okay, so but... Joe, Joe, Joe is saying that uh, Pesci's actually 78. 78. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. So, but still, See, I mean, he's not that much older than, you know, or he's right in the same age range as Danny Glover. And True, true. You know, but again, he, from what I'd heard, I don't know this. I mean, I certainly don't know the man personally, but I'd heard he'd had some, you know, health issues and stuff. And again, I don't know if a high energy, high action film is something that he could contribute a lot to. Um, oh. But again, smarter people than me are going to find a way if they want to have him in there. So. Very true. Uh, Derek actually uh, had had commented uh, when you were talking about the duos, the best duos in as cops, and he says, "quote uh, Can't sleep on Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell in the other guys." <laughs> I'll be honest; I watched the other guys, and yeah, that's a pretty funny movie. But that was more that was strictly all comedy, like outlandish comedy, in my opinion. Lethal Weapon had more action in it, I guess. It had a little bit of comedic effect, and mm -hmm. so did uh, for, it, uh, 48 Hours was also a little bit comedic, but it had more of a serious tone to it. Mm -hmm. It had you more know. of an action tone to it. So Exactly. So I think I think that's that's probably what uh, Jeremy means in, as far as those types of uh, movies go. So, But, yeah, again, looking I mean, forward to it. They played great off of each other, Will Ferrell and... Oh, know, totally. They were, they were awesome together. Um, 
especially playing such pol polar opposites. I mean, Gator was hysterical. But yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. But wait a minute. There was also a pretty cool, the pretty cool duo of um, in in uh, when they rebooted uh, Starsky and Hutch with okay. Owen Wilson, with Owen Wilson, and uh, and uh, oh, I can't think of his, his name. Um, can't think of his name. It's gonna drive me crazy. Anybody on the stream want to tell me who the name is? Ben, thank you, Ben Stiller. <laughs> oh, Derek, Derek says that he was being sarcastic about that. Well, Derek, <laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I can only read words. <laughs> you got to put in, in, in parentheses, he said sarcastically, so I could know that you're being sarcastic. <laughs> but anyways, you got to love the people watching this. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, that's, I love interacting with everybody that's watching this. And speaking of everybody that's watching this, remember, we today is... Uh, Jeremy, today is our last day on Facebook. We may do another one on Friday, but we have been telling everybody for the past uh, two uh, week and a half that we will be leaving Facebook and moving over to YouTube. So if you haven't moved to YouTube already, do so today so you can continue to watch the Navarro Miller Report. And uh, we may have some other surprises coming to you in the coming weeks. We'll let you know what's going on with that. But for right now, we'll just keep you guessing. So, I mean, it has something to do with uh, Jeremy wearing some different colors. No, 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 no. This is not going to happen. <laughs> My boys are going to step up and save me. <laughs> and we have a little bet, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be ugly if I lose. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> actually not it's not gonna be ugly it's gonna be beautiful as mel would as mel gibson and danny glover would said in lethal weapon it's gonna be beautiful <laughs> in other news jeremy you got some bad news for a lot of the people that are fans of disney's toontown what's going on with that well a little bit of bad news just temporarily uh, it would appear that Disney's Toontown and uh, at Disneyland is going to be shut down starting March 22nd. It will be closed for one year for a complete reimagining uh, re and um, uh, re basically remodeling. So they're, they've said that they want to incorporate um, much more of a natural feel to Toontown. There's going to be something they're adding called Centennial Park, which is going to be the first thing you see when you enter. And it's going to be much more hands-on and interactive for the kids. Um, water fountains and uh, play, you know, play equipment and things like that. They want to make it a much more hands-on and kind of play experience for the kids. So that's one of the big things that they'll be remodeling and redoing. So it'll be one year uh, that that will not be available at California Adventures, um, just the Toontown section. But in one year, in 2023, it will be reopening and it will apparently be absolutely beautiful and completely new design. Nice, nice. I remember when Disney's uh, Toontown came, first came out. Mm -hmm. I actually went there. It was a lot of fun, too, when it, when it first came out. I like Toontown. I still like going. It's it's a fun one to go to. So while it'll it'll be a bummer, you know, during that period that you can't go, be looking forward definitely to seeing uh, kind of what the changes are and see if it's worth mortgaging my house to go. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, bro. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> uh, real quick, everybody uh, that's on uh, YouTube, there is a bot and a spam bot on uh, the channel on the chat stream. Please ignore that spam bot. Uh, apologies for that, but unfortunately, YouTube has uh, uh, these bots that come in and they tend to, if they see a live stream, they start just going nuts on there. So just ignore that and, uh, you know, we, we keep on trucking and keep on moving forward. <laughs> but anyways, going from from Toontown to Naked HDXYZ, <laughs> that's, that's the bot that's on there. It's weird. It's just like continuously going on there. So you got to okay. love you got to live, love live on air type of stuff. It's the <sighs> antics for me. <laughs> Anyways, in other entertainment news, folks, Highlander is coming back. Now, I am a big Highlander fan. I loved all the movie. Well, I loved, I loved part one, a little bit of part two. I kind of got lost on the rest, but I love the series. 
and it seems that they are doing a Highlander reboot starring Henry Cavill, who you may all know as uh, the Man of Steel, Superman. Uh, he will be doing one of the roles. Now, I thought he was going to be reprising the role of Connor McCloud, but they haven't actually said what role he is going to be taking on. Uh, at this time, it, it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty vague. The news is pretty vague as far as what they're thinking about doing. What they are saying is that it's going to be taking place uh, in a. It's going to be a more modernized. I guess. Uh, they're they're making it they're they're making it more like real instead of fantasy instead of like a fantasy world. They're making it a little bit more realistic, according to according to some sources on uh, Joe Blow on JoeBlow.com, and it's uh it it says quote a reboot of the Highlander franchise has been in development hell for a long time now, uh, but it appears that uh, Stiletsky, which is John Chad Stiletsky. Uh, and Cavill are the winning combination that are going to get it into production. Uh, the Hollywood, uh, and this is actually from the Hollywood Reporter as well. Now Henry is actually scheduled to start filming in 2022. As we, as many of us may know, and, and by the way, he's getting a pretty good payday, five million for this film. Uh, as many and as many of you may know, actually, the way that the Highlander series ended. I don't know, this, spoiler alert, just in case you haven't seen the final uh, movie that they did, made-for-TV movie with uh, Adrian, uh, I want to, uh, Adrian something. <laughs> I can't think of his name. I'm horrible with names. There's a lot to that, unfortunately. Not well, series. the guy that played Duncan McCloud, actually, mm -hmm. uh, he actually, he, uh, he went ahead and I guess the prize, the final prize, was that as an immortal, he was able to actually have an offspring, something that no immortal can have. If you don't know what the story is about, basically these immortals, they live forever. The only way they could die is if another immortal cuts off their head and with it, they, t they take their essence and their power with them. Now, they fight until only two are left. The winner gets the grand prize. Now, for years, nobody knew what the grand prize was. Many believe because Connor killed, I guess, the last immortal in part one. In part two, Connor was made to be mortal. I believed and I thought and many thought that that was the pri the prize that they became mortal and they could finally die. <laughs> what a what a prize. <laughs> but I guess sometimes you get tired if you've been around forever maybe you need to And that's actually what he says in the movie. He's like, dude, if you've seen so many people I've loved and lost and died and yeah, I I'm okay with dying. So in this one, in this last one, uh, what ended up happening, Adrian Paul. God, I knew it was going to come up eventually. Adrian Paul. Uh, Adrian Paul's character, Duncan McCloud, <clears throat> he has a baby with somebody. He, he gets somebody pregnant for the first time, and that's the prize, that he can finally be a father. That's something that he wanted to be. That's a grand prize for him. Now, this is a reboot with Henry Cavill. They still they're still trying to figure out who they're going to bring they're going to bring to play the role as the Cur the the Kurgan, which is Connor McCloud's uh, nemesis. He's that's the one that killed Connor and made him immortal uh, from war that they had centuries ago. So it's going to be interesting to see where they're going to take this story and how they're going to recreate it. Personally, I'm looking forward to see how what happens when an immortal gets his head cut off. In this new technological era, that should be pretty freaking cool. I'm definitely interested in seeing it. I enjoyed the first two movies. Um, I, like I said, I didn't get into the series, but I really did enjoy the first two films when I was younger. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go and how they how they build upon it. Um, and like you said, with all the technological advances in effects and everything else, it'll be very cool to see. Because they were already graphically and visually very cool films. Um, so, yeah, they can they can do quite a lot. And it'll be interesting. I mean, I like Henry Cavill. Um, Cavill, I, I, I've liked most can, of what he's done. I can never pronounce his last name either, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but you know he's 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 a good actor he's uh, got the build he's always in shape so he'll he can if he's playing either the highlander or he's playing who knows who he's playing but it'll it'll be a, i think it'll be a cool reboot and if they do again please do it justice don't ruin any more please. of these wonderful things that are part of our you know youth and childhood and all that uh, give us give us a great one here 
please, please, I'm begging you. I'm looking forward to it most definitely. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and get into some sports. But before we go into that, we want to go ahead uh, and let you know that our our sport report is brought to you by part by uh, by Balance Seven. Acid is the number one cause of infectious diseases. When your body accumulates acid, it's like adding gasoline to a fire. It increases the risk of disease dramatically. Balance 7 has a pH Balance 11 plus the only concentrate alkaline on the market. Go to www.balance7.com, again, www.balance7.com, and enter code word AL for free shipping and savings. Now, uh, just so you all know, the 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 uh, link is going to be in the description at the bottom of this uh, of this uh, channel of this uh, uh, episode. So make sure you click on it if you want to go ahead and have a healthy living with alkaline uh, with alkaline uh, an alkaline dietary supplement as as uh, as Balance Seven has. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. Now, in sports. <laughs> this is actually something interesting, and many Raider fans might actually believe that this could be part of the, uh, what you might call, I guess, conspiracy that's going on right now, because apparently it's... <laughs> I can see your eyes rolling over there, bud. Apparently, Joe Gruden is suing Roger Goodell and the NFL John because Gruden. he... Huh? I'm sorry, John Gruden, not Joe Gruden. John Gruden, I'm horrible. What's wrong with me today? I'm horrible. Thank you for being here, Jeremy, because you're here to correct me every single screw up that I have. John Gruden, I'm, former. And point him out, mind Yes, That's exactly. The That's the important part. Um, uh, John Gruden who is the former coach of the Las Vegas Raiders and as we all know he got he he stepped down he uh he resigned from his position as head coach as at the time the Raiders were 5 and 2 one of the best records they've had in a very long time uh he had to he was pretty much forced to resign due to some emails that got leaked uh, that had him saying very homophobic type of things, very racist type of uh, things, comments that were in the emails. So he was forced to resign as head coach. Now he's suing the NFL and Roger Goodell because he is saying that he was a target uh, in the investigation for the Washington football team. And it seems that they only singled his emails out out of 635,000 emails, according to what I read on ESPN.com, saying that out of all those emails, his were the only ones that were singled out. Now, many Raider fans may believe that this is some sort of a conspiracy against the Las Vegas Raiders because they were doing so well and, you know, they were actually starting to make a dent in the NFL. But in reality, I don't think John's really looking at it that way. He's looking at it for himself that, dude, I just got fired from a good position. I want mine. I want to get paid out by the NFL and by Roger Goodell. And let me tell you something right now. If Roger Goodell is already a very much hated individual, this is just going to make matters worse with the Raider fans. Raider fans are going to hate him even more now. <laughs> so your thoughts? It's never, it's never been a good relationship a relationship between the commissioner and the Raider fans. Uh, oh, we yeah. all know this. Um, honestly, who knows why his emails were flagged? I mean, if he has proof that, you know, he was specifically targeted and they ignored other inflammatory emails from other people, then, you know, maybe he's got a case. But, I mean, in in things like this and the people who would fact check and pour over these emails during the investigation, if his are the most inflammatory, they're the ones that are going to stick out. He's the head coach. The buck stops with him. So I, again, you, of course you would be the focus is, is what my response would be. You're the head coach. Why would they be going after one of your, your, your underlings who nobody knows about and doesn't affect anything on the team? I mean, you're, you're the boss, but of technically, you're the focus. but technically, but this is more, but what he's saying is that this was during the investigation against the Washington football team. It had nothing to do with him and the Raiders. So in that investigation, his name was the one that was zeroed out. His name was the one that was singled out at the time. His emails were the inflammatory ones. Why wouldn't they be singled out? Because maybe there's other emails he, on there as well that could have been inflammatory, well, but we don't saying. know about he it. Will, he will have to be able to show proof that 
Dan Snyder or anybody else involved with the Washington football team, you know, that their emails were inflammatory and that they were ignored. Because otherwise, I mean, why else would yours be focused in on? You used homophobic slurs, you used racist slurs, you called some of your own players, I mean, horrific things, True. former players. I mean, of course, that's going to stand out. So I, I'm sorry, I'm... I'm I'm bleeding my little uh, my little violin for John. You're playing Gruden. your little violin there. You have, yeah, yeah. Uh, fo- Raiders fans, uh, you can go ahead and email Jeremy at. No, just... <laughs> hey, I've never been a Raider fan. Neither I don't I. hate the Raiders. Neither do but I. But the fact is, I liked seeing them start to succeed under the so new leadership and doing what they were doing. I like some of the players that are on there right now, and I was enjoying watching them actually have a little bit of success at the moment this season i was um but and they're still kind of in it right now too even after he was left he left they're still for, i mean yesterday was a little brutal for them <laughs> that was a weird touchdown that was the weird like how is it that it a raider touchdown becomes a chief's ball i didn't see the play i've heard was... people talking about it i didn't get to see the play well well let me tell you another strange occurrence a tie football game as far as the Lions were concerned. Now, this right here comes from SB Nation, this meme, and I have to share it because, well, I'm a Packer fan, and this just makes me laugh every time I see it because I can't stand the, the Lions. This right here was via SB Nation. Now, it reads, the Lions didn't lose. This is their first non-loss since December 6, 2020. They tied, but it's a start. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal. That's savage. That's that is so absolutely savage. brutal. <laughs> I mean, although it unfortunately, looked, it's uh, apropos. So it was. It was the funniest. It, it almost reminds me of uh, the character from the league with the asterisks at the end after winning the Sheba. <laughs> that's what that looks the like Mac right Asterisk now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The Detroit McCastricks. Here's the um, thing. I have no problem with Detroit in general. I'm not a Packer fan. I've never yeah. had any issue with them as a football team. Uh, loved watching Barry Sanders play. Yeah. Loved watching some of their greats play. Megatron. But what I have an issue with is the way they treat their players. I have a mm-hmm. way. I have a problem with the way management treats their players. The way they treated Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. You know, uh, it just. It's absolutely horrendous for them to treat players that built their organization and are the only players to provide any sustained success. And they treated them like crap. And they had a great QB. They had they had uh, they had uh, uh, Stafford Stafford for the last. They had ten years, man. I mean, and he was a great QB, and they they didn't even know how to get like treat him right. You know, they had an opportunity with Stafford, and now Stafford is in LA. And they're, you know, they're reaping the benefit, the benefits of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can look at what they did with Barry Sanders. I hate to harp on it, but look back at it. I mean, Barry had a great, long, extended career. They never built around him. They never did. You know, they brought in mediocre quarterbacks to play around him. He played a a significant portion of his career with a guy named Scott Mitchell, who Mm -hmm. was okay. He was a solid quarterback. He was nothing special. You know, they, they, usually had one good receiver and two or three you know has-beens from a couple other teams they just didn't build around the players they had they were cheap they they skimped on coaching they they've always had this image and they've done nothing to change it you know i i actually uh i actually spoke with a detroit lions fan recently and the way he's looking at it and the way he believes most Detroit Lion fans are looking at it is that this is a rebuild year. This is a complete rebuild year. They're, they're not really caring. They, they believe that these losses, it is what it is, but this is a way of them rebuilding their team for next year. So at this point, we, we really don't know what exactly is going to happen for next year, how it's going to go next year, but they better do something because they're, ugh, it's just, it's, it's brutal. Well, even watch. Here's, here's the thing. Let me, let me just point this out. Yes, all fans look to next year, and a rebuilding year can be very helpful. 
but this is still the same team that drafted like what four straight wide receivers with first round draft picks never built on defense still doesn't provide the offense with the, what they need and they i mean their picks don't work out they don't draft properly they don't scout well so i mean great they're gonna lose and get a top draft pick what are they gonna do with it you know, True. for once, show me what you're going to do with it. Matt Stafford is the only player they drafted who, you know, stuck around for a while. True. So, I mean, show me what you got. Well, that's what I'd have to say. I still, I still, I'm still laughing at that meme though. That was probably the best. Of course, you seen. are. You're a Packers fan. But you laughed too. Come on, that was pretty. Oh brutal. no, it's, a great, it, it's brutal. <laughs> that is an absolutely. I mean, we didn't lose. It, it but you tied. It, but we didn't lose. But you tied. <laughs> But it wasn't a loss; it was a tie. Even the coach, when they when they interviewed him, he's like, "I, I didn't know. I'm in the twilight zone right now. Like, I don't understand." One of one of the other players actually says, "I didn't know you can tie in the NFL." I it mean, reminds, it reminds me of a Roseanne episode where Dan's uh, in his bowling league and they finally beat this other team, and their chant as they're going out the door is, "We're not the worst. We're <laughs> not the worst." <laughs> That's true. That's so true. <laughs> well, going from one loss to another, the Seattle Seahawks went ahead and they went up against my Green Bay Packers, and it was a shutout for the Seahawks. But what was funny is that towards the end, there was a little bit of a scuffle between DK Metcalf and a couple of the Packers' uh, defensive players to the point where DK actually grabbed their face masks and just like kind of like shook it and shoved them away to two of them. And there was, there was a double penalty on both sides, but DK was the one that got ejected for putting hands on another player. Now, the funny part about it is it was about one minute, about one minute, 30, one minute, 45 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They were pretty much done and they're trying to at least save face by at least getting one more touchdown in the end zone to, try to you know, not have it be a shutout. Um, they couldn't make it happen. But what was funny about that situation is when they were about to go ahead, they were in the huddle. And during the huddle, DK tries to sneak into the huddle after being ejected. And so as soon as the refs saw that, they immediately blew the whistle and they escorted DK right back to the sideline. And DK's like, what? 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 I'm ejected? What? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Come on. He didn't know? <laughs> he was trying to pull a fast one, man. That was hilarious. <laughs> It sounds like he was trying to pull a fast one. Uh, yeah, he got caught. I actually, this reminds me of a couple, I think it was maybe even 10 years back mm -hmm. in college. A college team tried this, but they had the guy change jerseys first. Oh my God. They had him put on a different number <laughs> and the, uh, the refs still nailed him and the team got in trouble for trying it or the coach did. But uh, hey, you know, com competitors are always going to want to compete. They're always looking for an edge. Is it uh, the right thing to do? No, but you know, hey, he got busted. It was funny. I mean, even the announcers were like, "I've never really actually seen that before," and maybe DK <laughs> didn't know he was he was ejected from the game. We don't know. I'm like, yeah, he did. You can see sure it in his face. He he's like, he's like smiling. He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm like, come on, bro, really, get out of here with that. Uh, but it was it was a funny one right there. And uh, in other news, in other sports news, Cam Newton returns to the Panthers to deliver another loss to the Cardinals. Looks like Cam Newton couldn't cut it in New England, but he's back home in uh, in North Carolina and he's doing fantastic. I mean, he what two touchdowns in the game. He actually ran one in himself. To, and when he ran it in, he took off his helmet, looked up at the stands and says, I'm back. Like in all his glory, he was like, he just enjoyed being back in Carolina. So, I mean, looks like this might be a new beginning for Cam to at least end his career in Carolina. It seems that he's more comfortable there than he was in uh, New England, in my opinion. It, it, of course. I mean, he's returning home. He's playing in the stadium he played in forever, in front of fans he played in forever, you know, in front of forever. So, of course, he's going to be more comfortable there. And, you know, Carolina definitely needed it. I mean, they were desperate for quarterback help after, you know, Sam Darnold got injured and then their backup quarterback got injured and Christian McCaffrey's been injured the whole season. And, I mean, these guys have been struggling so badly with the injury bug. So to get, you know, Cam in there, a little bit of nostalgia, the fans went crazy. 
you know, this is a great farewell tour for him if uh, mm-hmm. if that's what he so chooses to do. And uh, where else would you want to have a farewell tour except exactly where you started? Very, very true. Very true. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see how he does in the rest of the season. But one thing's for sure: Cam Newton is back with the Panthers, and he's doing fantastic over there. Uh, one last thing I wanted to go ahead and talk about. Jeremy, and this is something that that has been bugging me for the longest time. We've never really had time to talk about it. We're going to have time right now because, damn it, I want to have time to talk about this. Us Weekly and many other people that are involved with social media decide... Oh, this has been getting on my nerves. If you guys follow Us Weekly or any of these other uh, entertainment news sites... The captions are driving me insane. Like, there's a couple of captions. I don't know if it's Us Weekly or if it's another one. I forgot which one it is. The captions always read, like, say, for example, if it's uh, if it's uh, a picture of a couple, they're like, oh, my God, we are so fetch about what's going on between blah, so-and-so and so-and-so. Click on the link. Why does it sound like it's teenagers writing this stuff? Like that's what it sounds like. It's annoying, and it, uh, and then and then I go ahead and read some of the stuff that they're writing. And Us Weekly, especially right now, there was a, there was an article regarding how Taylor Swift had her best friend Selena Gomez go and support her at SNL. Now, while she was there, she was wearing a sweater that looked very similar because there's been when I say she, I mean Selena Gomez. There's been rumors that Selena Gomez and Chris Evans have been dating. Now, there was a sweater that she wore that looked an awful like a a lot like a sweater that Chris Evans wore in the movie Knives Out, which is like a white sweater. They're saying that Taylor Swift is loves putting Easter eggs out there and made a, a, a live Easter egg via her best friend, Selena Gomez. And it read the art part part of this article, which really I was like, you got to be kidding me. Who's right? Like, like it's like a teenager writing writing this stuff. It says, neither Evans nor Gomez have commented on the fan theories which have swirled around the internet since October after the pair were spotted leaving the same studio in Los Angeles days after the actors were photographed at the same restaurant in the city. The pair didn't pose for a photo together, but the background locations in each snap matched. Okay. It goes on to read, later that same month, an eagle-eyed TikTok user questioned whether the rare beauty founder secretly appeared in an Instagram video Evans posted of him playing Prince's Prince's Purple Rain on the piano. Who's the brunette filming bottom right corner, Chris? One person asked on October 26th after zooming in on a possible reflection on the piano. Oh, my head hurts. Um, Why is it that these people sound like they're a teenage high school like why why it seems like they're like like oh my god like oh my god did you hear did you hear did you hear did you hear that's what it sounds like to me that's what it sounds like to me would you like the answer please i can tell you it's because that's who they're writing for who else is paying attention to every last little bit of, you know, Selena Gomez relationship drama? And these are all the teenagers who followed her beforehand. And, you know, all the teenagers now who follow the pop scene and follow the gossip. This is the modern day teen beat magazines and all that stuff. This is this is the, the teen gossip rags. That's why they write them like that. That's who that's who they're trying to grab. That's their market like, for that type of information. But it seems like they're dumbing down the generation by talking like that. It just, it's, you're making Have them. Have you spoken to teenagers recently? <laughs> <laughs> really? Actually, no, I haven't. So. <laughs> But come on, I actually no, I actually have spoken uh, to like cousins of mine. They don't sound like that. They actually sound more mature than I do, which is says a lot about me. But <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> I mean, it's no, just you, they're looking at a certain market. That's why it's like that. That's it's it's headlines to trade. It's clickbait stuff to grab their attention, and it's written like a gossipy teenager because they're writing it for gossipy teenagers who need to know what happened next. That's why it's annoying to me too. I skip by those articles. I'm sorry if an article starts with this entertainer and this celebrity are having a relation. I, it's I go past it. I couldn't care less. I I, I don't think I've ever read one of those. 
Uh, it's just, it's just somebody should tell them something. Somebody should just be like, dude, stop. Because adults read this too. And trust me when I say you're driving us nuts. <laughs> well, that's the, <laughs> that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us on uh, this edition of the Navarro Miller Report. Uh, I'm Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. Thank you guys for coming. I don't, I don't, I don't like him. I, I just to let everybody know, I really don't like this guy. He's, you know, it's never a pleasure to be here with. He you, doesn't Jeremy. have a choice. He has to put up with me. You're like so, a bad no, panyoster. Subscribe. <laughs> do all that good stuff. Get more followers to follow us, so I can keep this on longer, so you can watch me torment Dave for even longer. See, that's why I don't like him. <laughs> That's why I don't like you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Definitely, definitely do what Jeremy says. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, we have a GoFundMe page. Uh, please click the link in the bio for the GoFundMe if you want to go ahead and help us get some better equipment for better quality. Uh, if you like this show and all the other future shows, we have another show coming up this Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification button on YouTube so that way you guys can go ahead and check out what crazy antics we're going to get into next so make sure you watch us and for now that's all we got have a great rest of the week everybody we'll see you friday you have been listening to the navarro miller report <laughs>